Hi, my name's Kraus, and today we're talking about my album, Seahorse Wedding, Music for Float Tanks. Congrats on the release of Seahorse Wedding, music for Float Tanks. I was a big fan of the two releases you put out last year as well. Talk to me about where this release fits in on the writing timeline between Chronic Illness and Firewater Air Kraus. Well, the album Firewater Air Kraus was completed in sometime in early 2021 maybe about February, and then was delayed at the pressing plant for about a year. So it was supposed to come out sometime in 2021. So that's that's kind of feels quite old now to me, some of that stuff. But chronic illness, most of that comes from stuff I was putting together in the first half of last year and playing live. Like I did a tour, New Zealand tour in May, and um, it was sort of most of that stuff was developed in the lead up to that tour. Whereas Seahorse Wedding commissioned, I think maybe about, I think March last year, Pyramid Club first talked to me, but I didn't really have a handle on how to approach it and how to, yeah, really how to do it until I'd done a float. I did some floats in sort of May, June. And then after that, I put it together pretty quickly. I think I think in the month of August, I did basically all the work on it. Talk to me about how the album came to be. How did you get looped in with Floatwell and commissioned to create music for Float Tanks? Yeah, so Pyramid Club, which is a music venue and musical organisation in Wellington, uh, I've had like I guess about a ten-year history of performing there. It's one of my favourite places um, in the world to play. They contacted me early last year to say, would you like to make an album of music for float tanks? They'd been talking to a float tank centre in Wellington called Floatwell that I think, well, I know that somebody involved with Pyramid Club, Erica Grant, who is also a member of Orchestra of Spheres, she actually works at Floatwell, and so maybe that's partly where the idea came from. But yeah, they they asked me to, to make an hour of music that would be available in, in the float tanks on request. and. As part of the project, um, they offered to fly me down to Wellington and, and arrange for me to have some float tank sessions, which is something I hadn't done before. I've never done a float tank. What was it like? I was really interested in doing it. It's not something I'd done before. I have a bit of a history of um, doing meditation, and so it was kind of it was something that I was interested in trying and experiencing, but um, never really seriously thought about it because it's you know it's like. I guess usually about a hundred dollars a session or something like that so it's not something I'd really seriously considered also I guess I was a little bit sort of skeptical about it and not really sure whether you know it was sort of a, a, a gimmicky thing or what the experience would be like but I um, my first session I had in May I absolutely loved it like I, I really I'm quite a convert now like the first session that you do sort of it does take you a little bit of getting used to the sensation of being in in the water because it's, it's extremely buoyant water and it feels very different from like floating in a swimming pool or a bath or something like that but for me it was really excellent pain relief so I have a condition that causes me pain in my my spine and my hips but also just the most by far the most relaxing thing I've ever experienced like I 
After the first session, like I, I walked back down Courtney Place, back to my hotel, and I just, I felt like I was still floating, just walking down the road, and I still felt like that, like hours later. It's, yeah, I, I definitely recommend it to people for sure. releases within the space of 12 months do you usually have this much output and how do you keep motivated i used to have periods of kind of writer's block and yeah like kind of more up and down with feeling creative and inspired and motivated and then would have periods of months where i was frustrated and that seems to be not so much of a thing in the last three or four years, which is which is quite a relief because ever since I started doing solo work, I, which is about 20 years ago, I kind of wanted to be, you know, like consistent. And, and I, I sort of had the goal for myself to, to release an album a year, which I, I, you know, I tended to average about an album every one and a half years or two years or something. But I think just a combination of things recently one being just you know just accumulated experience and skill after doing something for long enough i do find it easier like when i when i first started like sort of doing four track tape recordings and stuff in my early 20s i kind of had this feeling when i was playing with sound the the, the analogy that came to mind was like you know like people working in a um, nuclear power plant you see pictures of them and they're they're kind of manipulating radioactive material through these kind of mechanized glove things behind a, a glass wall and it kind of felt like that it was kind of like not I really feel like i was directly able to kind of mold things the way i wanted to but more recently it's it's been more easy for me to sort of have an idea and be able to kind of just make it happen which is pretty exciting and that honestly that is something that really motivates me that, that sense of like, you know, I can think of something and make it happen without a huge struggle now. And it's also partly, I have access to equipment that um, sort of removes barriers between having an idea and actually realizing it. process is generally that I'm just working every day on making music and I'll have a lot of different ideas on the go that I'll move between so that I don't kind of get they don't become stale or I don't get sort of too close to them I mean generally there's sort of like something to work towards in terms of like someone said they want to put out a record or um, you know I'm looking to put out a just self-releasing something but generally I don't kind of like the, any kind of conceptual, like with the exception of this float work, like generally I don't really have sort of a concept um, while I'm creating the tracks. It's more that's something that will come together later. Like when I'm actually selecting songs for an album, like kind of I can start to see 
themes between the different things I've been working on and and then um, song title ideas will help to kind of clarify that as well. So it's, it's generally just that I have a music making practice that I continually do and then when I've got enough stuff that I feel is strong enough to put together to make an album then I'll, I'll release something, yeah. Talk to me about the name of the record, Seahorse Wedding. How did you come up with that and how does it relate to the music for Float Tanks? Yeah, probably the main inspiration was that my flatmate James, who releases music under the name Jim Nothing, who's just released a a record last year, has a song called uh, Seahorse Kingdom, which I think is named after something like part of Kelly Tarleton's underwater zoo thing. Um, And I just... I just really love that title and I was kind of jealous that he he had that title because I I just thought it was so cool. So it's kind of inspired by that. But also kind of more generally, like my experience with floating in the float tanks was that like it can be, because of the isolation, it can be, it can kind of be dark. It It can be, you're kind of just really alone with your thoughts in this way that's even more intense than just a meditation session. Can bring up sort of like some some things that are uncomfortable for sure so i i really wanted to make some music that was was quite light and soothing and and also just kind of had a kind of fantasy theme around it just to just to kind of lighten the whole experience and and to kind of give something pleasant for people to kind of visualize yeah Did you have any musical influences while this was coming together? I mean, were you leaning on anyone for inspiration? Probably one of the main things in the last couple of years is a, a band from the 80s, uh, a duo called Emerald Web, which were, uh, was a husband and wife um, duo that made, uh, I guess at the time they would have called it New Age Music. And yeah, I've become a really big fan of, of, of their work. Most of their stuff is this kind of combined um synthesizer and flute stuff but it's done in a way that I mean that sounds like it could be kind of cheesy but I I think it's really amazing and genuinely really really psychedelic in a really cool cool trippy way that really appeals to me so there's there's that and also just like generally something like when I more recently when I've been doing electronic work there's there's sort of a group of people um, that I kind of think of as my sort of international peer group of musicians who are kind of in the same generation as me, particularly um, people from Belgium. Um, there's um, Orphan Fairy Tale is one person, and um, Dolphins Into the Future is another another guy who does ambient kind of new age stuff. People like that have been really inspiring for me as people who do music that kind of references new age and ambient music, but sort of like in a more outside a kind of trippy way that kind of appeals to me so yeah i think like if anyone's familiar with that kind of stuff they they would be able to hear that and what i've what i've done with this album run me through your setup what equipment are you using and how has your collection of gear progressed since you started making music yeah so so that's something that's been that's definitely changed in the last i guess three years like i for electronic stuff i used to use um a modular synthesizer that i built in 2010 which i still have and i really love but i haven't been using it as much lately because one thing i'm really 
concerned about always being have, being someone with a disability is wanting to perform live in a way that doesn't tax my body and doesn't um, result in me burning myself out. And so equipment that's really compact and powerful is really something I've really tried to get access to in the last few years. So um, the setup that I have for recording is now the same as what I use live and it's, it's super portable uh, and, but really powerful as well. Basically just two synthesizers made by the Swedish company Electron. They're kind of most famous for making the Octatrack, which is a really amazing sampler, but um, they also make synthesizers as well. So that's something that like a setup that can give me a huge range of sounds and like instant recall of stuff and really deep sound design, which is something I really like doing, but without me having to carry like a ton of gear. So yeah, and it's also just opened up possibilities for what I can do, um, especially live, because that for a long time that I found that kind of puzzling how to, you know, represent my musical ideas in a live environment, and now I feel like I can do it. How did you sequence this record? Was there a process around how you ordered the tracks after they were made? Yeah, I, I kind of structured it around based on my experience of, uh, you know, a float, an hour-long float session because, um, you know, there's kind of... I mean, I haven't done a huge number of floats, but I've done enough to kind of be able to identify the sort of different stages of it as you kind of, you know, you kind of settle into the into the water in the first sort of five or ten minutes and then you kind of start to relax and then you you get to a point where you're so fully relaxed that you're completely motionless and like you know and then time starts to really dissolve and yeah so I kind of tried to I generally sort of do sound design like all of the sounds on this album are like synthesized sounds that I created myself and so I do a lot of sort of sound design sessions where I just kind of create interesting sounds and then that kind of leads naturally into, well, what can I do with this particular sound? So the tracks kind of just grew organically out of that. And then at the end, when I feel like I had enough kind of material, I started to sequence it and try to select pieces that were appropriate for different stages of the float. What about the first track, Prelude? What about that stood out to you as a good place to start the float tank experience? Yeah, I, I think um, it's pretty sparse and it just sort of, I kind of had the feeling that it sort of, it sort of sets the tone for the whole work um, in terms of the sounds and just the general feeling and emotion of, of the whole piece. And the other thing is like, a, this is a, a, this album's kind of unusual for me in that I used a lot of like kind of echo effect, like this d delay sound that you can hear on this track quite prominently. And it's something that I don't, like I'm always wary of kind of overusing that effect, but it seemed really appropriate for this because I realized that like a kind of echo sound that dies away, if it's kind of slow enough, it really kind of gives you the feeling of ripples on a pond. And the thing that I experience with floating is the first, like when you first get into the tank, it's so buoyant that it's it's kind of hard to settle and, and like there's kind of sort of waves going around and ripples in the tank and like, yeah, that just kind of seemed to represent that in a nice way.
I think it sort of depends on how experienced a floater you are. Like the first the first float I did, it took me probably half the time to kind of really get comfortable and get still and really just be like, okay, now I'm, I'm really into this thing. But the second time I did it, I realized like if I really made an effort to steady myself against this, by sort of holding the sides of the tank for a little bit and like try to settle more quickly, you can kind of make that happen quicker. So. But yeah, I think like by the time the track Celebrant Crustacean arrives, which is about like 15 minutes in or something, everybody would hopefully be kind of really settled. And that's why that track is kind of chosen to be something that's really genuinely kind of blissful sounding. And, you know, it's very gentle and has this kind of gentle kind of waves behind it. And it's also something that for me evokes um, like... You know, and one of the inspirations for this whole album was thinking about when I was a kid and like going to the beach and looking in, in the rock pools in the rocks at the beach and like just the kind of wildlife that, that lives, the t sort of tiny animals that live in, in the rock pools. That was really, it's just a really nice memory from childhood. So I thought that would be a good inspiration for some of this music.
yeah at this point you would hopefully be extremely deeply relaxed and so i mean my kind of aim for the whole uh work was to try to balance having music that's i mean obviously music for float tanks needs to be relaxing but also i didn't want to lose the kind of psychedelic core of what i generally do and so i thought like by this point in the float you're fully relaxed and so something that's really kind of like quite kaleidoscopic or like kind of strobe like um something that's like it's relaxing but it's also deeply kind of psychedelic to me and yeah i mean in terms of titles the i always have the same process with with when it's time to sort of put together an album and put and assign titles to things i just um the titles kind of get fitted to tracks um and so i i i you know i wrote a bunch of stuff that was seemed like good track titles for this kind of work and then um this this one just this track just really seemed like a perfect fit in terms of like the time where it occurs in the session and there's something veil like about the sounds to me and 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 a kind of lifting quality that just seemed like an obvious fit definitely something i experienced each time i floated that like when 
when the voice at the end says your session has ended it's always like a complete surprise because yeah you really well at least i just completely lose any sense of time some of the floats that i did i did without any music at all and there's there's just no reference points at all like um you know to kind of mark time against but yeah i i think like as i said i want wanted to make sure that I did some stuff that I find genuinely kind of psychedelic um, and this this track kind of is an attempt to do that. I mean, I've been thinking lately about, you know, what it was that kind of inspired me and interested in me in electronic music and electronic sounds, you know, originally. And I just think like kind of the ability to make these really kind of impossible otherworldly, you know, non-acoustic sounds that are just kind of real sonic fantasy is the thing that, that's that's really exciting to me. Like, and and it's something that like I, I want to kind of reconnect with because as I've gotten better at it, as a sound designer, it's 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 been interesting to me to try to kind of like synthesize the sound of more normal musical instruments and use them. But I don't want to lose track of just wanting to make really kind of fantasy sounds as well and so like I had this sound that I made that sounds kind of like liquid metal but there's something in it that's a little bit kind of vocal sounding as well and I just really like the the weirdness of that and like I find it really compelling and, and this track just kind of came out of playing with that sound. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, well, the two tracks before this are kind of more, maybe a little more, bit more otherworldly and kind of intensely psychedelic. So I wanted to kind of bring things down to earth a little bit. And I had this piece that I've been working on, I think before, I think before this, I started working on this project and I did it live a couple of times even. It, it sort of seemed appropriate for the end because it maybe is a bit more approaching kind of normal music something that's recognizable to people maybe i mean it's it's inspired by um i've been listening to west african music using percussion instruments like especially um music from Burkina faso using this instrument called a bellophon which is kind of like a i think it's like a wooden xylophone kind of thing and just some of those sounds and rhythms have been just kind of really coming through naturally in what i've been doing and it just sort of to me sounds kind of more like a fun yeah i don't know I, I like the idea of like what comes after the the wedding is the reception and so it seemed like this this could potentially be music that could be at a celebration mm -hmm. 